0: you know the vibes we are back another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k22 your host here mo alongside my co-host three-time nba champion super agent front office extraordinaire mr bj armstrong how you doing mo i'm doing great you know you
1: always are so kind with your words and your intro your intro game is uh <laughs> <laughs> it's on point we should say you know your intro game but i'm doing
0: well my friend how are you doing oh man i can't complain i can't complain uh they think i may have fractured a bone in my foot so that is something oh. to complain about but we move we've got to keep it moving 2024 is fast approaching so i'm gonna have to power through so i'm gonna go in for some x-rays and scans next week but uh in the meantime we're gonna keep bringing you guys Amazing podcast every morning talking basketball, and we always talk about the NBA. But today is the start of March Madness, so I thought we're going to make a little exception today and break down a little bit of college basketball because, for me, college basketball, in my opinion, is not very big over here in the UK, where I'm living and where a lot of our audience resides. Mainly because they don't really show it on TV and they don't have a league pass for it, so we don't get to see a lot. So I thought we'd talk to BJ, who keeps a close eye on it and all the prospects that are coming out, and also hear from him about stories from his college days. But I want to start with this. BJ, which college team do you support when it comes to March Madness? Who are you rooting for? Well, I always root for my alma mater, you know, Iowa.
1: Iowa Hawkeyes. And that's where I went to school. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. But my Iowa Hawkeyes, who are playing very well this year, and actually they have a a pro prospect, this year keegan murray who i think will be a lottery pick Mm -hmm. they won the big 10 tournament for those who follow who follow college basketball and so i'm always rooting for my alma mater if my alma mater doesn't win and then i root for the big 10 which is the conference in which we play it in or which the university belongs to and i think they'll be well represented
0: this year in the ncaa tournament so why did you pick iowa to go and play college ball. Cause I think a few of you guys from Detroit, from, from Michigan went over to yes. Iowa in the same class. Well, Mo, uh, you know, to be honest
1: with you, I just wasn't, I wasn't good enough to go to the other places. I was recruited by, you know, most of the colleges throughout America and the schools that I really wanted to go to was Michigan state. Mm-hmm. And or Michigan. That's where I, I'm from. And Michigan state had a young guard by the name of Scott Skiles. Yep. He was a freshman and a quick story. So Scott Skiles, I'm on my recruiting visit at the university at Michigan state university. And Tom Izzo at the time was a, was an assistant coach, Judd Heakoth, Judd He-Koth, who coached Magic Johnson was the head coach. Okay. And I, Okay, um, that was up there. And I go to take my visit and I'm all set. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good. This is the place for me. I'm going to Michigan State, which is about an hour and a half away from my home drive in the Big Ten Conference. Scott Skiles comes into the room and right before I'm about to leave, he said, hey, don't forget, if you come to Michigan State, Just be prepared to sit on the bench for the next three years. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He
0: he was already on the team at the time then. He was going to be a freshman. Okay.
1: He he wasn't like a freshman going to be a sophomore. He was a freshman. He was going to be a freshman. He hadn't played a game there yet. But he said, if you do come here, in some choice words, right, that we're not going to say here. But you know Scott, Scott and I, we're we're, we're good friends
0: now. But it's one for, you, of those for you guys at home, you probably remember him as a coach, Magic the Bucks. He's he's coached few yes. teams. had had an yes. MA career. He was the most improved player one year. But but that's just some background. But yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah. So he says, as only Scott
1: Skiles can say, if you come here, just be prepared to sit on the bench for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The room goes completely silent. Mo. Goes completely silent. Judd Heathcote doesn't know what to say. It's one of those awkward moments, right? I'm 17, 18. eighteen. I'm being recruited. I'm feeling good. I want to go to Michigan State. Yep. And they're and trying to make, they're trying to
0: make you feel like the man, you know, on your recruiting. Yeah, visit. they're, they're trying, trying to make me feel they're like trying man, to say, BJ, come yeah. rock with us.
1: Absolutely, and he says that, and no one knows what to say. It, it felt like five minutes of silence. That's what it that's, felt that's like, crazy. And uh, so long story short, I end up not going there because of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, so my next, my next visit is going to the university of Michigan and which is about 30, 35 minutes from my home. I've uh, grown up there in Detroit and they're right there in Ann Arbor. And I go there and the coach at the time was Steve Fisher. Uh, and, 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 he tells me, well, if you come here, you're going to have to redshirt. You're just not good. So, enough so to that means you miss right
0: it. Now. You miss a year and then play I the next I have to miss season. a year. Yeah. Yes, I have to miss a year.
1: And at the time, Glenn Rice, my understanding is he told Glenn Rice the same thing, but Glenn ended up going there anyway. And Lloyd Vault, who played in the NBA, Mark Hughes, who played in the NBA. And I didn't go. I, I didn't go because I, I didn't want a redshirt. I just felt like. You know, as most kids, hey, I, I, I... You want to play myself, ball? You want to play ball? I want to play. So I end up looking at a few other schools, university, uh, a Boston College university. I looked at the University of Kentucky. I looked at a few was, other was schools. Was Kentucky those...
0: what it is now back then? Or is that more recent?
1: Because Kentucky is a powerhouse yeah. Yeah, Kentucky has always been a powerhouse. Kentucky has always been what we call one of the power five schools, right? The power five schools in the NCAA tournament or the NCAA for basketball would be Kentucky, Mm -hmm. the University of Kansas, North Carolina, Duke University, and UCLA. So those are the power five. Yeah, those are the power five. And so I didn't go to the University of Michigan because I didn't want a red shirt. So I ended up looking out at a school who had been recruiting me as well the entire time. Um, by the name of George Raveling, who was the coach at the time, who I committed with um, going as a, as a young kid going to Iowa. And I committed to Iowa because I just saw an opportunity to be in the Big Ten and play. And I wanted to play against those schools. Yeah. And in particular, Scott Scowls and those guys. So <laughs> that was my that was my little recruiting story. Scott Scowls and I played many years after, you know, in the pros. He ended up playing professionally, coaching. And it was a really good player we actually we laugh about that now wasn't funny then but we laugh about it now <laughs> and uh but so that was my college experience and i had a great time i stayed all four years unlike many of the kids do today that go out after one year and it was a great time i really enjoyed my four years
0: of college yeah well you left as the all-time leader in assists and currently are now sixth all-time um for the University of Iowa I think it's an amazing achievement right. But you know You support those guys And I think that's why It's tough for the NCAA Over here Because I And along with Everyone else here Don't have an, a natural Affiliation to any team So Right You know I used to support Because because I had no idea Who I'm supporting right Because they change The players every year It's not like mm-hmm. I really like this guy So I would support The University of Kentucky Why? Because I love Kentucky Fried Chicken Simple <laughs> <laughs> Simple And then Near my grandma's house They opened a new chicken shop Called Maryland Chicken So I started supporting The University of Maryland And then The season where The season where well, I can't remember who it was It was um, Al Horford And um, Joachim Noah On the University of Florida Because I got A hoodie With the University I didn't know It was The University of Florida It just had the crocodile on it because I wanted, this is back when everyone was wearing polos. Remember when Kanye and them started wearing polos, right? So yes. my parents wouldn't buy me the polos because it's crazy expensive. And then the the next one down from polos was Lacoste with the crocodile on it, right? Yes. But obviously that's still expensive. So I get this hoodie on sale because no one's bought it with the crocodile. They're like, here, crocodile, happy. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So then I'm just, you know, I, I've gone to Hoop. And someone sees me, oh, and so- someone says, what's up to me? Thinking I'm from the University of Florida. And I have no idea what's going on. And then I realized what it is. I was like, cool. Um, and then my favorite team was Draymond Green on Michigan State with Tommy Izzo. When I watched that, I remember one of my coaches made us sit down. Remember when they played the game on the aircraft carrier? Oh yes, yeah. Yep. So it was was it U N C San Michigan Diego? State? Yeah, it was right out here in San Diego. Yep. Yeah. So so we we were breaking down film one time with one of my coaches, and that's the game it broke down, and I think it was Michigan State as well. And I just I just like that, but I don't have like I change every season. I don't have anyone to support. I don't have a team to root for, unlike the NBA, where I have an affiliation and a team that I actually root for. So it's just kind of random. So that brings me on to now this season. March Madness tipping off today. Which team should I be keeping an, keeping an eye out for, aside from your Iowa Hawkeyes? Of course. Right. Um,
1: well, you know, it, it, what makes this tournament fun is that it's a one-game elimination. And you have to be lucky to pick the upsets. Yeah. Okay? So I want to start off there. It, it's a really fun tournament to participate. That's why they call it March Madness, because literally... You, Anyone can be upset at any given time. I think the teams to look out would be the following. I'll give you a few teams. Kentucky is one of those teams you should look out for. You know, Um, Gonzaga out here on the West Coast. Yeah. They've probably been the best team all year with Chet Holmgren and company. They've been, Arizona has been terrific. The Arizona Wildcats, they've been terrific this year. Baylor, the defending champions will be another team I, I give you my you know my hawkeyes <clears throat> and, I, and I think those teams will probably one of those teams will probably be in the final four if not maybe two or three of those teams will end up being but you know what you you know you could have Auburn you could have a number of teams Purdue Wisconsin any of these teams so the way I like to do it And what I pick is I always would go into the office and I would ask all of the people in the office, what's your favorite color? And based on the colors, that's how I would pick my my bracket. (laughs) Because you have to pick the upset, right? If one of those teams that you pick to go to the Final Four loses, your bracket is busted, right? Your bracket is completely busted. So you have to pick the upsets. And there's always, you know, Toledo beats Duke, yeah, someone there's like something that. crazy, like crazy that will happen. So it's a, it's fun. It's fun to watch the games. It's a short game. It's a 40 minutes, which is, you know, a little different than the NBA game. And it's a different style of play. So it, it, it's fun. We enjoy it here. And if you get a chance, you, you you you'll have fun. I can guarantee you that you may not understand the game, but you'll have yeah. fun watching it. And so,
0: uh, it, it's very enjoyable. For, for those of you guys who don't know, college basketball is a game of two halves. It has a 35-second shot clock. So it is a very different game. Uh, Some Mm -hmm. some colleges even put out two different lineups, one for the first half, one for the second half, which I think is an interesting tactic. Um, I think one of the biggest upsets I can remember was, one college team I always liked was Georgetown. Because if you look at all the NBA players who came from them, they they pride themselves on great big men. But also, you know, there's a couple other great players um, who came through there. So they lost to who who was it they lost to it was like 2013 i think it was like florida golf and i'm like i'm watching it like yo know, ai used to play for this team how they lose into not florida not florida state but florida golf so it's i like the the upsets and the unpredictability for our english fans it's kind of like the fa cup of basketball the fa cup bj is a football competition soccer where the third round mm-hmm. of the tournament it involves every team in the country so not just the premier league the, a, any team can enter like, if me and you could oh, okay. get a team, we could apply to enter and anyone can go in. And it's known for upsets like that. But I want to ask you from a playing perspective how does the atmosphere in March Madness compare to the atmosphere in the NBA playoffs?
1: Oh, it's no comparison. The energy. Are you saying March incredible. Madness is better than the NBA well, March Madness? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. March Madness, because the game is shortened, the game is shortened. And the energy, because you have a different crowd, you know, it's mostly younger. It's, it's mostly younger people, uh, the, you know, the college students. And then you have the people who are just loyal to that university. Then you have, once your team is eliminated, then you just root for your conference. And so, you know, you'll have the FCC, which is Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, in the SCC and then you might have the acc which is duke north carolina virginia maryland then you have the big 10 which is iowa michigan michigan state ohio state and then you have the west coast teams which is ucla arizona so the
0: the energy is just very intense but but it's, it's held in one place right so this year it's in new orleans The whole tournament. That's
1: where the final, that's where the final four. So they host. So it's, it's little tournaments all around the country. Yeah. And with the idea is as you, you know, you keep advancing, you eventually get to the final four, which is, that's where, you know, that's where you have an opportunity to win the entire tournament. Yeah.
0: But do fans travel from wherever they are to where the final four is? Yes. Because we don't see that in the NBA, right? In the NBA, it's home court advantage. no,
1: Exactly. So in, for instance, you know, Duke has a huge following. Yeah. So as they say, Duke travels well. Okay. So if you're playing Duke or you're playing Kentucky or you're playing Kansas, UCLA or one of those schools, you have to be prepared because more times than not, they will have a home court advantage because they will take over that arena. Hmm. So because those schools travel well, that's one of the reasons they call them the big five. Okay. because they because they because they travel well. Now, you know, the the atmosphere is just very intense, you know, because it's a shortened game college atmosphere. And, you know, it's just loud. It'll be like game seven of the NBA finals. The intensity, you know, you see when you get to a game seven, that's what college basketball feels like.
0: That's, that's what crazy. it feels like. That is, yeah. that's absolutely, you know, because that, that's, it's a
1: one game elimination tournament. So, you know, do you think, you,
0: you know, one game you're done. Do you think the NBA should try a single elimination tournament just to some no, stage? It's a different
1: game. For it's, fun. A, it's a different, no, it, it's fun for the fans because you win one game. Yeah. The NBA it's, is a, is, is a very pure game because it's not a mistake when you win four out of seven.
0: Yeah. Well, I like the play-in tournament now because...
1: It's fun for the fans, but I, yeah. I don't like the play-in tournament. I don't like the playing tournament because I <laughs> fought all year and I, I got the eighth seed.
0: Yep. But And then... DJ, no one likes the play-in tournament until their team finishes ninth or tenth. LeBron I, James I, I, said I, I, whoever invented the play-in tournament needs to be fired, but this year... He better be sending a thank you note to whoever invented the playing tournament because no, I, they're, late, I, I, late listen, they're trying to
1: creep I in. I get I get the playing tournament. But again, I'm playing 82 games. Yep. I'm playing 82 games. I'm playing this team four times. If they beat me four times, pretty much they're a better team than I am. But yep. because I have a better matchup versus another team does it mean that I should eliminate. The, you follow yep. what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you it mean. It just doesn't.
0: I know exactly what you I, mean. I
1: understand the excitement. I'm never going to get in the way of the business mode. Mm-hmm. The seven-game series, it's very hard to be lucky four out of seven games. Yeah. I, I, you can win one game, and it's a very exciting thing for the fans. I get it. I understand it. But if you want to have that play-in, reduce the 82 games then. Reduce the 82 games so that the play-in game now holds more weight. It holds more weight. Now, because that's the whole thing about playing in the NCAA tournament. Anybody can get hot for one game, mo, Mo. Yep. Anybody can get hot for one game. But let me see you get hot for a series. Mm. And, that's, and, and that's the purity of the game, and that's the difference. So that's what I'm saying. At the NCA game, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. You get an upset. Hey, man, it's one of the greatest things. It's, it's some of the greatest thrilling basketball you can have because for it's the David versus Goliath. You can actually
0: beat and be the best team for one day. Yep. On, on any given day, anyone can beat anyone, and that's the beauty of it. BJ, who's in your bracket going to win the NCAA tournament March Madness this year. I told, I'm going with Iowa. I, I, every you, year, you go I go every with year Iowa. with Iowa. I go. I go. But with, if you go weren't gonna Hawkeyes. go with, it, say they get eliminated in I, round. Who do you then? Mo, think if I be? can be
1: literally Mo, anyone. Every year, Mo, I I say the same thing because I can't. I I'm I'm bad at picking the upsets. Okay, you have to pick the upsets. I, I go with Iowa. If you if you want to be a safe bet and look like you know what you're talking about, you got to go with the number one seeds, right? You go with... You go Gonzaga, with, uh, Arizona, Gonzaga, Kansas, Arizona. Yes. This and is, Baylor.
0: Do You, you think, go with the number one seeds. Do you think Coach K, his final ever March Madness, is worth a punt? What do you mean? Do you think... Because Coach K played his... Coach's his final game for Duke. And they lost horribly. And, you know, it's a big occasion, a lot of pressure. Yes. But now he's coaching the tournament. Do you think that the team will try and redeem itself or not try, but the team will be able to redeem
1: itself? No, I, I, no, it it doesn't work that way. You know, Coach K has had a historic coaching career. I mean, arguably one of the greatest runs any coach has made at any level. I mean, he's been there over 40 years, I think, at mm-hmm. Duke. And Duke. And, and when you say Duke, you have to say Coach K. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think this team, because of their youth, I don't think they're, they're, they're not, just are not playing well right now. I mean, they have really struggled over the last couple of weeks, whether it's due to the distractions of Coach K's career coming to an end, maybe because, you know, they're not as good. For whatever the reason has been, they have not performed to the standards of Coach K. Mm -hmm. I don't think this team, as I see it, will be able to win six games. But stranger things have happened, Mo. I mean... (laughs) This is what I'm saying. This is is why we got to play. Now, I think they got a number two seed. I kind of just quickly... Yep, that um, number two seed. They got a two seed. Coach K clearly has the experience, you know, you plan how you break it down. You're playing three, two game, you know, you know, two game tournaments, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it breaks down. And are they capable? They have the talent, but over the last two weeks, Mo, they haven't been playing well. And I don't expect this team to advance. I don't expect them to get really
0: past, you know, the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Well, My pick to win March Madness this year, as I say, I choose my teams every year, who I'm going to support. I'm picking Baylor to win it all. The Baylor Bears. Well, they won it last last year. Come on. Go out on a limb. The reason I'm picking them is they have a player representing the big UK, and I don't mean University of Kentucky. We have a half British athlete who's playing for the Baylor Bears. So I got to rock with them. I got it. I got it because... He's projected, Jeremy Solchad is projected to be a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Now, if he can come and ball out in this tournament and make a real name for himself, shoot up those draft boards, then the buzz around this kid in this country, because no one's talking about this right now, the buzz around this kid in this country, if he gets picked in the lottery and goes to the league, that might just be a game-changer for us over here. So I got to root for them. So I'm rooting for Baylor. They they won the Big 12 tournament um just the other day. So I'm rooting for them and and to be honest, I thought it was kind of weird last year and the year before cuz of covid that you know trying trying to make it all happen. So this is kind of the first normalish one that they're going to have for a couple of years. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I'm picking Baylor to win it, but if I wasn't going to pick them, then I have absolutely no idea, no loyalties of who I would who I would want to win. I like Notre Dame because right. they're kind of like the Boston Celtics in, in their branding and their logos. So <laughs> they probably will win it. I'm telling you, you, have yeah. this, it, you that's
1: that's how you got to choose these. Yeah. Choose these. I'm going to say with my basketball eye, I'm going to say Arizona. Just my basketball eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've seen, I, I, I kind of just, you know how you see a team, you go, They could get on a roll the way they play play it. Yeah. They could, the Wildcats, they play a nice brand. I like their brand. They have some, they have some good bigs, good guards, and they're athletic. They could really, you know, they, they could, I I think I could see them winning it, but you know, you can say that about Kentucky. You could say Gonzaga, UCLA, for instance, last year, they brought back their entire team. From a That's year rare. ago. That is very rare. That's rare. Yeah. it's very rare. They brought back their entire team. Kansas, you know, I think they got a number one seed. So, you know, Auburn, you, you there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that could end up winning. You just never know what these games, you know, Duke, Coach K could on, who knows? But Man. I think Notre Dame, what you just said makes a lot of sense to me. You <laughs> like the logo? <laughs> Let's go with it. I it don't even like it. It just reminds <laughs> me of the Celtics.
0: I don't even really yeah, like absolutely. the logo. I mean, it just well, you reminds go. me of uh, my team. So we'll roll with whatever fighting, I just, the fighting Irish. That's the one. I just want to see good basketball. That's what I'm here for. I don't care who wins. I just want to see good basketball and see some of tomorrow's stars. Because you know, college basketball really puts guys like Carvana Anthony and his at Syracuse, Anthony Davis when he was at Kentucky. Puts these guys on the oh, map, right. puts them on everyone's radar. Um, Not that they weren't already, but I'm looking forward to it. And then in December, we've got a bunch of college teams coming over to the UK for a special exhibition. Uh, We've got four teams coming at London's O2 Arena, and I'm sure we'll get into that um, and and do some stuff all around that. But in the meantime, that's been another episode of the Hoop Jeans Podcast. Let us know on social media. Tweet us. Who are you rooting for in this year's March Madness tournament? Are you a fan of March Madness? Are you a fan of the NCAA, or do you simply not care? what would make you care. is fascinating to me. Just to see how different it is because in America, they go so hard for this. Like they oh. go crazy for college basketball. <laughs> Whereas over here, not so much. So it's, it's fascinating to me. BJ, I'm wishing your Iowa Hawkeyes all the best for the tournament. I hope they do you proud. Uh, but like yes. I said, I, I need the beta bears to win it. But what I need everyone to do, hit subscribe, show some love to the show, tell your friends, tell their friends to tell anyone who likes basketball to tune in and rock with us every day. We're going to be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. This is why we haven't spoken about the matchup of Embiid versus Jokic. We're going to talk MVP. Be ready. Be there. Tomorrow morning. You know the vibes. And until then, get buckets.